Well, hello, oddballs. It's your host, Bobby. And your co-host, Lexi. And this is Oddities Oddities on on Elm Elm Street. Well, today, I'm going to share some exciting news. Hamana? The project I've been working on is finally complete. So I have opened like an online store where I'm going to be selling all sorts of like spooky, witchy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that was. It just came out. I have no control. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, But yeah, so I'm going to be selling like, God, how do I even explain it? A lot of like clothing, accessories home decor, stuff like that. Just the vibe of oddities on Elm Street in product formation. Exactly. Mm. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> so, uh, I and I bought my own domain. I feel very official. You are official. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, it is called odditiesonelmstreet.shop. Okay. Um. And if our listeners want to go check it out, then I'll put it in the description for them. Heck yeah. I'm still, like, in the process of uploading things. So there'll be there'll be plenty more coming. So I just want to put that out there. I think I have, like, almost 50 products up right now. Nice. But I just kind of wanted to let everyone know what I've been doing these past few months. And Can you give us an example or two? Like, what are the... What are some... Ta-da! Oh, my gosh. I mean, our listeners can't see it. Oh, right. But mm, I have, like, tarot necklaces. Hmm. I have, um, like, spooky t-shirts. Let's describe that for the listeners. It's a lamp. It's a lamp. But it's, like, it's a, a raven. Yeah. yeah, it's a raven statue with an Edison bulb in its mouth. And it's fucking cool. And, and it reminds me of books. <clears throat> Yeah, the books don't come with it, but... Oh, I didn't... I thought it was a little <laughs> Hello! Um, <laughs> it reminds me of Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's giving me those vibes. So, yeah, just kind of stuff like that. I have sun catchers. Ooh! I have crystal crowns. Um, so, yeah, a lot of, like, apothecary-type stuff. A lot of, I don't know, astrology-based items. So if you're into that, check it out. <laughs> that smoothie's <laughs> coming up. She's already. <laughs> um, I also have to say I'm sorry to our patrons because I've said for the last couple episodes that I'm going to upload that mini-episode. I wasn't going to say anything. But, well... Um, fucking Patreon is being a dink because when I go to Patreon, it gives me an error message of our homepage and I don't understand why. Can you check on your end? It's been very frustrating. Patreon. Patreon. Que paso? I will show you. Yeah, I mean, it's here. Patreon. 
So this is what mine says for whatever reason. 404. Oh no, looks like you got lost. No, bitch, I did not. Yeah, and but it lets me see like my messages. It lets me go to settings. It lets me find creators, but it won't let me see the feed for whatever reason. So I got to reach out to them and figure out what the fuck is going on. That's so weird. <clears throat> um, because I tried it on Google Chrome. I tried it, I tried it on Safari. I tried it on my phone. I tried it on the app. I can't. I can't figure it out. So I got to get that figured out. And then I promise I will post the mini episode where we talk about our trip to the asylum along with our pictures and videos from no, that tour. No, it was so cool. Yes. So thank you to our lovely Patreons for being so patient with me. And also on Patreon, we uploaded the evidence from the Amy Bradley case. Mm-hmm. So... And that's open to the public. You don't have to be subscribed to Patreon to see it. Although it would be lovely if, if yeah. you became a member Hell of the yeah. spooky crew. But um, so if you haven't if you haven't heard yet, go back and listen. Last week's episode was probably my favorite topic we've done. It was so. Uh, that's what I'm, t- I'm telling you. Like that story is one that like really really fucking got me into yeah true crime yeah i see it so yeah that is patreon.com slash oddities on elm street hopefully everyone can see it <laughs> <laughs> i haven't i haven't been able to check like if anyone's I, commented on the post or, like, i was given able their to pull opinion. it up okay so well that's good it's not, that's least, a good sign yes Okay, so today's episode, we have listener tales. Hell yeah. I'm so excited. Um, what episode is it? Oh, fuck. 35. 36. 36. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 36. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so um, listener tales, a huge thanks to everyone who sent them in. I'm so excited to get to read them. Mm -hmm. If you have a story you'd like to share with us, send it over, listenertales at gmail.com, and we can possibly feature you on part three of Listener Tales. Yeah. Come join us. But before we do that, let's do our morbid Mm -hmm, mm debate. So I was reading about this, and it really reminded me of our time at the Torture Museum. And you'll see why. So, in the 12th century, one of the practices that the Catholic Church practiced <laughs> was putting the hand of an accused person into a pot of boiling water, okay? If God had healed their hand within three days, they were deemed innocent of whatever crime. If not, they were found guilty and punished accordingly. Which sometimes meant they were executed. What the heck? <laughs> so, what is their definition of healed? I have no fucking idea. I feel like if you're going to put your hand in a pot of boiling water, you're going to have blisters for quite some time. Yeah. So, I, I just wonder how many people passed the test. If any, right. Um, but it reminds me a lot of the witch trials. Yes. Like, if you... Like, how much do you weigh? <laughs> right. Or, like, if you can swim, then you're right. a fucking witch. Fucking and then we're going to drag you out of the water and we're going to hang you or burn you at and the stake. And if you drowned, you're innocent, but you're fucking dead. 
So it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> it does not like, matter. What? Which way do you want to die? What is this logic? Mm-mm. I'd like to think that I've, if I lived back in this time, I would have more sense. I hope so. But then I kind of have to remember that, like, these people didn't have information so readily available to them. Okay, I don't, I don't know that. I mean, I feel like you can tell, like, it's a loose, loose situation. Like, they die either oh, way. Yeah. Well, in situations like that, yeah. I just mean, like, religion and culture mm-hmm. had such a hold on people yeah. back during those times that they didn't, it's like they didn't know anything if they weren't taught it by somebody else. You couldn't teach yourself anything, almost. You know, yeah. how did you learn? Yeah, I don't know. These people didn't read. Most of them weren't allowed to. It's so crazy to think about. Right. It just like <laughs> storytelling. Yeah. And- like, oh, I became a carpenter because my father was a carpenter. And mm-hmm. That's the only thing he, that's the only skill he knew to teach me. Right. Crazy how we evolved. so weird. Yeah. I, I think Here about that. Today. I know. So weird. On a podcast. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? I always think about how crazy it is that, like, just from this fucking earth and its its supplies, we, like, have phones and all these crazy... get me started. (laughs) Just cars and microphones and all that. I'm like... I know. How did we get here? (laughs) It's so wild. Especially because our world now, like... With how modern we are, it seems like it really picked up steam within, like, the last hundred years. Mm-hmm. It all started with the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get off that, that topic. <laughs> okay, so our first story comes from our first patron, Coffin Sir Lee. Coffin Sir Lee! So, they said... Um, I just got done listening to the newest episode of the podcast, and I've decided it's time to send in a few of my stories. Woo! Thank you! Okay, so story one. Growing up, I had some weird experiences in my mom's house. I no longer live with her. For example, at random times, you could hear someone walking down the basement stairs and then closing the door, but I knew that no one was home. There was another time... I was home alone and I felt a breeze of air whiz past me faster than anything I felt. This breeze was above my head and there were no windows or doors open around me. Another time I was laying in my bed trying to go to sleep. I had some towels draped over my closet door. There was no breeze or anything and all of a sudden the towels started swinging at a rapid rate like someone had pushed them. I waited until they stopped moving and ran to my mom freaking out. I'm not sure if she believed me, but was definitely a little spooked. There have also been times where my dogs will just randomly start barking. Usually when this happens, she would be looking behind me, and it usually happened when I was home alone. (sighs) My fucking parents' dog does that shit, and I'm like, she's not staying with me. (laughs) Yeah. Just start crying. Stop it, please. (laughs) For the love of God. Okay. (laughs) Story two. When I was in third grade, my grandma, who I was very close with, had passed away. I will never forget that day. I woke up on my floor, and my mom ran out of her room screaming that her mother is dying. 
that was followed by my dad who was sobbing. During this time, we were getting our kitchen redone, so so we stayed with my grandpa. It's important to note that my grandma passed away in her sleep, and my grandparents did not share a bed. So while staying with my grandpa, my mom had the brilliant idea of having my brother and I stay in the room she died in and sleep in the bed that she died in. What? Um... Are you okay? Ugh. Yeah. Are you okay? Is your mother okay? Do you need help? <laughs> she says, thanks, mom. Yeah, for fucking real. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't do that. I'd be so pissed. Yeah, me too. Well, my brother and I were watching a VHS tape of, like, a Disney movie or something. I was laying next to the wall, and my brother was laying next to the TV. I started to hear a light tapping on the wall. And obviously got creeped out. I asked my brother if he heard that, and he said no. I called out for my mom and explained what I was hearing. My mom said that it was probably my grandma letting us know she was okay, because when she was growing up, my grandma would tap on the wall to wake my mom up for school. I don't know why that just gave me chills. Probably because your dad is like, it's just grandma. (laughs) Yeah, he always says that shit. I'm like, that doesn't make me feel better. Oh, my God. Okay, story three. So, my lovely boyfriend, Tyler, gave me permission to send in this story because this is mostly his story. Thanks, Tyler. My boyfriend has had some weird experiences in the different houses his dad lived in. They moved a lot. Well, their current house, Tyler has expressed that he has seen some weird experiences in the house. One time, he told me that while he was... Walking up to his dad's house, he looked up at his little brother's window and saw someone looking at him. Mm -hmm. He assumed it was his little brother, but when he asked him, his little brother said that he hadn't been upstairs. Absolutely not. Tyler has also seen shadows on the stairs that led up to the second floor. Now on with the actual story. Tyler was asked to house sit for his dad. I was not allowed to stay the night, but was allowed to hang out with Tyler, so... Tyler being Tyler, the first night we were at the house, he went throughout the house screaming, if there's any ghosts in here, they can eat my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like something I would say. (laughs) She says, I know, I know. I wanted to wring his neck when he said that. I begged him to stop and told him he's making a big mistake and to not disrespect the dead. Obviously, he didn't listen. First night, nothing happened. Fast forward to the second night, I had gotten off work, and we decided to go get McDonald's. When mm-hmm. we came back... <laughs> yeah, that's we like the McDicks. <laughs> yeah. When we came back, we noticed the garage light was on, which was weird because neither of us went into the garage. A few hours later, we were sitting on the couch. The McDonald's bag was on his dad's desk in the middle of it. This is important to note. We were screwing around... Not in a nasty way. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) But in a, I'm going to kick your sorry ass. (laughs) (laughs) Now this couch was huge and very heavy, so it's not going to be easily moved. While screwing around, the bag flew off the desk and landed into a very small trash bin next to Tyler's dad's desk. This bag landed perfectly in the bin, so that was creepy. Tyler was freaked out because he saw it go flying, but I only heard it. A few hours later, Tyler and I went throughout the house and turned off all the lights. 
We did hear some noises coming from the back room, but chalked it up to cars. We hung out for a few hours, then around 2 a.m., Tyler got tired and took a nap. Took a nap at 2 a.m.? Yeah, what? <laughs> um, excuse me? That is called sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I set an alarm for 3 a.m. so I could go home and lay down to try to get some sleep as well. Mm. Makes sense. Been there. Yeah. I'd lay there for what seemed like forever. During this time, I waited for something, anything, to happen. Nothing did. The house was silent. My alarm soon went off and Tyler walked me to my car and I went home. The next morning, I called Tyler to check in on him and he let me know that when I left, he started hearing heavy footsteps upstairs. Again, Tyler was home alone, so there was no way it could have been his family doing this. Tyler also told me that his phone started making weird noises and it sounded like someone was trying to speak to him through static. Poltergeist. What? <sighs> Fuck. I told him that this was very serious and that he needed to apologize and make it sincere. You need to apologize for telling him to eat your ass. Yeah, because now he actually might do it. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you're into it. But <laughs> you better watch out. I went over to the house and Tyler said that he did apologize and nothing else happened. That's good. Fast forward a few months later, so he told me that while he was sleeping, he had a dream that he was sitting across from a man wearing a suit. This man had no head mm. and told Tyler to make it right or else. Tyler absolutely learned his lesson that night, and there have been no incidences since. What the Thank fuck? Thank you for guiding him. What a what a partner you are. Right? Coffin Surly, you hold a special place in our hearts. <laughs> I love you for- Eva. Number one Patreon. Number one. You were first. <laughs> sure were. So spooky. Thanks for sharing coffins early. I love those stories. Whew. Okay, so we have our friend Kaylee here. Kaylee from the first listener tale. Yes. Well, remember back. we were like sending your story. I do. Well, <clears throat> she did. Oh, way to go, Kaylee. So proud of you doing this. Yeah. Okay. So she said, I can't believe you actually read my story. <laughs> Hell yeah, you were gonna do it again. Kaylee. <laughs> yeah. So uh she said, even if you don't read this on the pod, here's how I almost got kidnapped for you to enjoy. Kind of right. weird way oh to my word God. it. Yeah. <gasps> I was 14 and lived across the street from a park where I would go hang out all the time. It was summer and extremely hot. I live in Texas, and it's so humid during the summer. So I was sweating instantly, but family drama, and I had to get away. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the park was almost empty, probably due to the heat. The park had the playground section, then a second parking by the baseball fields. I was just hanging out around the front of the baseball fields by myself, enjoying getting some fresh air and getting away from my house for a while. A car pulls up. I think nothing of it. Minutes pass and no one gets out of the vehicle. The windows were so tinted I couldn't see inside of it, which is illegal where I live. My intuition was telling me something was wrong. I keep glancing over at the car. I ended up walking behind a tree out of line of sight of the car. The car frickin' moved and parked again where whoever was in there could see me. What the fuck? Obviously, my alarm bells started just going off the charts. My mom was going to take my sister and I to the public library later that day. My plan was to spend a little time at the park, 
walk back home and clean up a little and go to the library. Of course, I wasn't going to walk home. My gut was screaming not to walk home. I called my mom, and I guess the person in the car realized I was on the phone. They zoomed the fuck out of there so fast. You know those bumps at the end of parking spaces? Well, they drove over that in some grass and sped out of there. What? If that's not a red flag, I don't know what the fuck is. Yeah, don't that's act so fucking scary. natural. Right. <sighs> like, what happened to fucking reverse? <laughs> You're just gonna go over the... Absolutely not. She's on to us. Jesus, that's scary. Ooh. Um. I had watched the car drive away and my stomach felt hollow. Something definitely could have happened to me that day if I had waited longer or tried to walk home. I told my mom what happened and she was there in like two minutes. It was only like a five to ten minute walk. I'm so thankful I listened to my intuition. I hear stories of sex trafficking survivors, true crime and such, and think I could have been one of the victims and I might not have lived to tell the tale. It was very scary. Always listen to your intuition, ladies. Most mm-hmm. of the time, it is right. 100%. 100%. It's so crazy to me that I think about this a lot. Like, how there are so many situations that could have been that we'll never know about. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Like, there's so many situations where it's like, okay, this doesn't feel right, so I'm going to choose to do something else instead. But you'll, you'll never and know. And you'll never like, know what the what outcome. What happened if exactly. you didn't listen to your gut. Exactly. hmm Good, good message right there, Kaylee. Kaylee. Thank you. So glad you weren't kidnapped. Yes, we're so glad you were here to tell the tale. My good friend, Kaylee. Good job for listening to your gut at 14, too. Nice. Did she say she was 14 when that happened? I thought that's what you said. Oh, my God. Am I wrong? I don't know. Let me check. (laughs) (laughs) Scour. Yeah. 14. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, Very smart. mm -hmm. I would have have been in the back of that. I would have been in the trunk. (laughs) You want to see my Tamagotchi? I was not smoking weed at 14. I was. <laughs> yeah. Is he my Tamagotchi? <laughs> that would have been me. <laughs> okay. Next, we have Summer. Oh, also, thanks, Kaylee, for sending it in, like, right after yes. the last Listener Tales. You were like, she really did, too. Yeah. It was like, I think it was like the day after. Yeah. That episode came out. On your shit. I yeah. like it. Summer, too. Summer did the same thing. Ah, Summer. So, she is going to tell us. So, I think, if I remember correctly, when she sent her first listener tales in, it was about uh, a haunted house, I want to say. Because this is kind of like an update. Mm. So the first listener tale she sent in was about her house, and we wanted an update. This is the update. She says, So this update may not be what you're expecting, but we're actually moving out of my current home. Not from paranormal activities, but because someone keeps trying to break in. (gasps) Wait, can we have a brief overview of... Is it just a haunted house? Is that... So she talked 
In her first listener tales, she talked about how she always felt like someone was watching her in that house. She would see like a dark figure lurking Ooh. around. And she talked about her nanny, which I think in Australia is grandma, um, who is who passed away from cancer in 2015. Oh. And they yep. were Yep. I think she she was saying, yeah, her bedroom was directly across from her the nanny's she, office. Like, heard the keyboard. Yes, yes. Typo. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the night that her nanny died, she could hear the sounds of fingers typing on the keyboard in her nanny's office. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is the update then. She says, Over the past few months, myself and my mom have been experiencing very strange occurrences. It started with hearing someone in our roof. Do I say that right? Roof? Roof? I say roof. (laughs) I hate myself. No, that's how, like, all, like... Is that like a Midwestern thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, what grow on the bottom of plants? A root? Well, you say root. (laughs) 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 They're, they're roots but what's well, like creek and crick my dad always says crick because he's like a mid he's a michigan boy but everyone else says creek huh but i say i'm i mix it up and you know i dabble with both just <laughs> whatever i'm feeling like that i guess day. i don't really talk about you don't really talk about <laughs> creeks <laughs> all right anyways <laughs> um say it your midwestern way Yeah, it started with hearing someone in our roof. We assumed it was an animal just crawling around and scratching the walls, but now I know it wasn't. Then at nighttime, I would hear the side gate to my house opening and closing slowly. Nope. But that could have just been the wind, right? I would try to convince myself it was. For context, we have a cabin at the back of our house that my sister sleeps in. One night when she was at her boyfriend's house, me and my mom were in the backyard. It was quite late at night when we heard someone walking around and the lights flicking on and off. Immediately, Um, I assumed it was the ghost that had been lingering around for years, but I was so wrong. So my mom decides to install a camera at our front door as someone keeps knocking on it at 7 a.m. in the morning. Last week at 2 a.m., this is what it caught. No one with good intentions would have their face covered. And she attached a video. <gasps> she did not. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, show me. Show me right now. <gasps> oh. What the fuck? They're very briskly walking. Two in the morning. I would shit myself. If I woke up with that notification. Well, thank God you're moving. And to knock on your door at like 7 a.m. continuously. That's freaky. And I feel like people are like very lenient in the morning of like, uh, I don't have to lock my door. It's, it's, it's 7 in the morning. Who the fuck is going to come in here? Like, no. You don't want to get that like opportunity. Most, yeah, I feel like most break-ins happen during the day. Yeah, because 
people because people usually aren't home. Okay, they're at work quite more right. often than not. Right. And right. That's scary. He could have been like scoping them out. And if the the lights are flickering on and off, does that mean he was inside the house? <sighs> Bro, can you imagine? There's some random ass dude inside your house and you have no idea. And in the attic or the roof or whatever. What? That's like my worst fear. I've told you that before. It's like my worst fear. People living in my walls and shit. Yes. Oh, yes. Gross. I heard one story that fucked with me so hard. I have to find... I keep on thinking about it, but I, I have to find it. It's like someone was literally living within the walls slash attic at this person's house and like we like weird shit kept happening and they finally figured it out yeah Um, i don't know that shit is scary have you ever seen the boy Mm -mm. have you ever seen parasite Mm -mm. i suck i'm sorry okay watch them absolutely okay Okay, <clears throat> our next story comes from Kylie. Kylie. She says, hi there, ladies. Hi. Hi. First of all, I'd like to say that I love your podcast oh. and stories from your listeners. Mm. Thanks Thank for you. being here. Let's get down to business. My mother is a medium, so growing up in that environment made things not so scary. That's cool. Interesting. How cool would that be? Yeah. For real. Until I went with my mom to help with a problem at a family member's house. This family member had four small children, and two of them were waking in the night crying about the man in their room. I am not prepared for the day that my child is grown enough to tell me that there is someone under his bed. I will be crying right there with him. After about a week or so of this happening, they called us. While driving to the house, I started to feel very strange. I kept looking over at my mom, and feelings of rage and hatred were washing over me. What? At one stage, my mom saw me looking at her and asked if I was okay. I remember that I just looked at her and said, I really feel anger, and I just hate you right now. Of course, I didn't, and she knew that. And being the skilled medium and psychic that she was, she just kept driving while telling me to be calm and that whatever is bothering the kids knows that we're coming and is trying to stop us. Oh my. She told me to fight the feelings and to tell whoever it is to leave me alone. I did all of that and thankfully I came back to normal. By the time we got to the house, it's like nothing I've ever seen. All of the kids were crying and the adults were not coping very well. We went into the house, and there was such tension in the air. My mom went to each person in the house and calmed them all down. One of the kids was hysterical. He was only about three years old, and one of the ones being affected in his room. His mom had hold of him, and when my mom went near him, he screamed and was struggling to get away from her. The child knew her, so it wasn't because she was a stranger. Anyways, this poor boy was so upset but finally calm enough for my mom to hold him. She was praying the whole time and was telling the spirit to leave the boy alone. The boy was finally calm and it was time to do a walkthrough to see what was happening in the house. When we went into the little boy's room, my mom felt that something wasn't right about a set of drawers. 
She was told that they had gotten the drawers secondhand only a week before, around the time that this had all started. She got us all to carry the drawers outside. She said a few prayers over it and told the spirit to leave. Afterwards, she got us all to smash them so that no one else could use them and be exposed to anything. We all went back into the house, and she cleansed it and all the people in it. There were no more problems in the boys' room or the house again. My mom always said to be careful about receiving secondhand anything, as sometimes bad things come with them. Okay, that's weird, because I was at my hairdressers, and she was asking me about the podcast and talking about spooky stuff and all that. And then this, like, her co-worker pops over and is like, apparently she found this, like, knife carved out of wood, like, in the alley behind the salon. And she wanted to take it home. And her husband was like, absolutely not. You were not bringing that. You're not bringing that in her house. And so I started, ta- like, saying, like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be careful with stuff that you bring into your house yeah. like thing you know you don't it doesn't know. have to be an alive thing it doesn't right. have to you know like entities can attach themselves to whatever they want yeah. be it a person or a dresser mm-hmm. or a wooden knife yeah and she's like what <laughs> yeah like no that don't do that me. it is I saw a Facebook post on, I'm, I'm part of like a bunch of, um, like wicking groups on Facebook Mm -hmm. and there, somebody had posted on there about how they had gotten these two chairs, um, from like a yard sale or something. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they brought them home, like shit just started going wrong. Like, I don't remember exactly what, but like their son had, like, this crazy infection that he took, like, 13 different antibiotics and it wouldn't go away. Um, they got, their car broke down, um, something caught on fire, like, just crazy shit out of nowhere. And they found out that the chair was stuffed with African hair, slave hair. And they want, they were posting in this group to figure out what to do, how to get rid of the chair's without, like, upsetting anything. Isn't that so fucking crazy? Oh, my God. I've never heard of that before. How fucked up is that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, I I get almost everything secondhand. There's no shame in that, but... That's fucking scurry. Yeah, you gotta be careful with that sheet. So, our next story is from B. 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 Also, Kylie, thank you. Thank you, Kylie, for your story. That, uh... I want to meet your mom. Yeah, it sounds like you had a wild, very cool childhood. And I feel like maybe have some more stories up your sleeve and we'd love to hear them. Give us all the stories, please. Yeah. And I like. I wonder, do you have? Do you have any gifts? Of those skills, gifts. Hmm. Let us know, Kelly. Be afraid. Okay. So our next one's from B. She says, 
sorry to send this email so late in the game. Girl, you fine. Girl, she sent this, when was this? Girl, she sent this in May. You a winner. <laughs> she says, uh, mom life got in the way. I get it. Can't relate. She says, I followed Bobby over from TikTok. Love the creepy Zillow listings. Thanks, girl. <laughs> I'm B, and I have so many paranormal stories from the house I grew up in. And then she says, please excuse any typos. I have these crazy acrylic nails from a wedding, and I can't type. <laughs> I love it. It's really hard. I get it. I hate fake nails. They make me want to just bite my fingers off. It's so, ugh. So annoying. Okay. When I was seven, my family moved from the West Coast to the East Coast. We moved into the old house my parents currently own and live in. My dad had the house blessed because I grew up in a pretty religious family, and we all thought we were square from there. Upon exploring the attic with my younger brother, we found a cement-slash-rock block that somewhat resembled a sloppy cornerstone with a date from the 1700s written slash carved in the cement. I can't remember the exact date or year, and the attic is a safety hazard now. My family thought this was really cool because my mom loved the character left in the accents around the house from this time period. My mom has always liked the look of antique things. Mm -hmm. I agree. The first instance I noticed something from beyond the veil was when I had a friend spending the night. We were sleeping downstairs on a sleeper sofa after watching a movie, and we both woke up at the same time in the middle of the night. As we were wondering what woke us up, we both watched a woman walk up the staircase with her dog. It freaked both of us out, and we immediately tried to go back to sleep. The next morning, I mentioned this to my mom, and she said the previous owner had been a woman who lived there with her dog. We weren't sure if she died in the house, but she definitely came back to stay here in the afterlife. I noticed her a lot, specifically when I had friends over or <laughs> slept on the sleeper sofa with my mom after watching movies. Interesting. A couple of years later, when I was probably around 10, I again woke up in the middle of the night. My brother and I shared a room, he was seven at the time, and I left our room to go to the bathroom to get a drink of water. As I passed the stairwell, I paused because I had a really uneasy feeling. For context, my parents' stairwell goes straight down, it isn't curved, and at the base of the stairwell on the wall is a picture of Jesus. So as I'm standing at the top of these stairs, I notice a pair of red eyes. Mm -mm. Nope. 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 Right where the Jesus picture would have his eyes. No. <gasps> I'm frozen in fear. I just continue standing there staring at these eyes. And she's 10? Yes. Oh my god. Traumatizing. <gasps> After a minute or two, I hear my brother come to stand behind me. At the exact same time, a set of red eyes that were the same height as my brother would be showed up next to the first set of red eyes. So it essentially looks like two sets of red eyes at the height levels of what my brother and I would be. What the fuck? Without looking at my brother, I ask, do you see that? And my brother replies, yes. We both immediately went to bed. Uh, that, 
You can go to sleep after that? What? As we grew up, I would see various spirits around the house. My great-grandmother visited me after she passed, and before my sister was born, I saw her wearing one of my shirts. That's crazy cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. We would hear disembodied voices sometimes. Nothing ever harmful or truly scary, aside from creepy red-eye story. One night, my brother was in the kitchen making snacks for us to watch scary movies. He heard a shoe scuff and turned to see what he thought was my mom standing there. He started saying, I'm almost done here, until he realized this woman was not mom, and he could see through her. He immediately ran through her and up the stairs to my room. He always describes her as looking like a pioneer. My mom has seen her too. I haven't. I want to see an apparition. Like, full body, just like, bam. That'd be fucking cool. I'd probably... Piss yourself, at least. I'd probably pass away. (laughs) But it'd be a good way to go. It'd be sweet. Um, Another night, we were up late, as your average teenagers, and the light bulb exploded in the kitchen, throwing the room into darkness. We immediately booked it up the stairs. May have been a bad bulb, but with the constant level of ghosty stuff going on in the kitchen, it felt super scary. I don't live there anymore, but my sisters share the room I had been in, where I'd seen the most ghosts. There's a man who watches over that room. I remember seeing him, but I was never scared. He has a hat on, but he isn't the hat man. Hmm. It's a different hat, smaller in size. He stands in the doorway and just watches us. Mm -hmm. He's never there during the day always at night, just standing there. My mom has seen him too, and my youngest sister saw him one night sitting by my oldest sister's head as she slept. She thought it was my mom checking in on my older sister because she was going through a terrible breakup. Nope, it was hat guy. My older sister has even said the first time she saw him, she watched his reflection in the window while he stood there because she thought he was a robber. The man puts off a comforting energy. I think, I truly think he's protecting us in some weird way. I think my brother has more stories, but I'll have to ask him next time I see him. Please do. Please be. I want to more. I want to more. You want to more? I want to more. <laughs> I want more. I really do. Yeah. Um. Spooky. Uh, the eyes. And have so much activity like that going on, just like always. Always on high alert. Yeah. No thanks. I don't miss that shit at all. You know, I don't, I don't, I haven't had any experiences with the baby monitor. Mm-hmm. But the fucking toys. All the time. To the point where it doesn't scare me anymore. I'm just like, alright, have fun. I'm gonna go to bed. Like, because they're motion sensor toys or they're toys where you have to press something or step on it. Like, all right. Go at it, friends. I hate I hate that. I hate that a lot. It happens. You know. Ghosties need to play too. Thanks. Well, B. thanks, B. Thanks for being so awesome and sending thanks me for your stories. Being so awesome. Wow. You're so clever. <laughs> So our next one is from Rochelle. <gasps> oh my gosh. Rochelle. Rochelle. Okay, she says, hi. Hi. I'm so sorry this took so long, but 
But here's my ghost story, finally. P.S. Love your podcast so far. You gals are doing great. <laughs> Love you, Michelle. She says, so, my dad is a photographer and bought a studio in southwest Michigan in 2000 and sold it in 2017. It's a historic building featuring a scary Michigan basement with hidden tunnels, a scary upstairs, and secret slash trap doors. Dang. Sounds like my basement. Uh-huh. Michigan basements are scary. They are. I fucking hate them. <sighs> this place was huge. 3,500 square feet. The only history we know of it is that it used to be a brothel. Dying. That's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. A previous owner came in one day and told my dad all about it and knew of the tunnels in the basement. She also said that it used to be owned by Al Capone. Are you kidding me? I Someone just told me that he also owned Nick Fink. Yes, he did. And also had a brothel there. He did. Dang. Yeah, it's crazy that you say that because we just drove by Nick Fink's and I've never been there. And I was like, I, I've i always just fucking loved that building. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And I've heard that it's like the oldest bar in GR because it, it survived prohibition. Yeah. And so I finally like looked it up uh-huh. and they have a whole story about my the spooky shit yeah. and Al Capone. And my mom went on so a cool. tour. So cool. Yeah. Oh, we need to do that. We should well, go. Yeah, they've been they've been shut down ever since COVID. No. Yes. Oh, so disappointing. I, Did I, I miss my chance? I don't know. That'd be fun. I want to go there. So, growing up, me and my sister spent a lot of time in this studio. One time, we found an old cannonball in the yard. <laughs> it always gave us a creepy vibe, especially upstairs. Once you reach the top of the steps, there are two rooms to your right and three rooms to your left. The room at the end of the long, narrow hallway on the right was the spookiest. There are no windows in this room, and the light was in the middle of the room, so you would have to do a quick run and scramble to find the string to the light before the ghouls get you. (laughs) My sisters and I always said that there were dark spirits in this room, and I believed it, because there was definitely something off about it. The room that was directly connected to this one was called the newspaper room. It was very small with one window and the walls were covered in old newspapers. What? That's creepy. What's that why about? Why would you? Why? I don't know. I don't like it. Me and my sister loved this room because it was just our size, but it was scary getting there. This half of the upstairs was the old maid's quarters and had a maid staircase that went back down to the kitchen on the main floor and the basement. That's so cool. I want to go to this place. It sounds fun. Dang. Then yeah. She says, the main floor wasn't scary. A lot of it had been slightly renovated to make it more modern and accommodate my dad's business. It was very light and fun with all the props around. The kitchen was on the main floor at the back of the studio, When moving, we discovered trap doors in the kitchen, leading to different rooms surrounding it in the basement. I guess for an easy getaway. Hmm. So the stairs to the basement are off from the kitchen, or you can use the maid stairs. Thank the Lord the light switch isn't in the middle of the room. Being a scary Michigan basement, it consisted of cement floors and walls, Mm -hmm. a crawl space Mm -hmm. that my parents made us crawl in one time. (laughs) She says that was terrifying and full of spiders. 
gosh. Little rooms, almost like stalls, because there are no doors, just three concrete walls. The basement is deceptively big and has old tunnels that are sealed off with concrete, but they lead to the shed out back. Another previous owner from the 70s came by the studio every year to the shed and would touch the same piece of wood that belonged to the original house. What the fuck? Say a few things to himself and would leave. My dad never interrupted or talked to him, but would watch him from the studio. He thought it was to keep the spirits away. Interesting. What? The floor to the shed was a false floor that could be lifted, but both entrances to the tunnels were sealed a long time ago. The secret tunnels and quick getaway doors make sense if Al Capone used the house. The previous owner also said the tunnels were used during Prohibition. Mm -hmm. The one ghostly experience my dad had at the studio was one night when he was there alone in his office upstairs. He sneezed and heard clear as day. Someone say, bless you. He was spooked and grabbed his gun that he kept in his office and walked around the entire place, made sure all the doors were locked. Now, my dad isn't a believer and is very skeptical, so he really thought someone was there until he looked around. He believes that he didn't have any other experiences because the spirit of his dad was there to protect him. He kept a large photograph of him right above his computer. After selling the studio in 2017, the new owner did some major renovations to make it into an optometrist office, and so he and his family could live upstairs. Ooh, that's... I don't like that. Mm -mm. My dad had mail still delivered there after the move because not everything had been moved over to the new studio, and the new owner would call and let him know where to pick it up, or let him know it was there to pick up. One day, the new owner called to notify him of the mail... But before he hung up, he asked my dad if he ever experienced anything paranormal there. My dad hesitated and said, not really, and then told him about the bless you story. Uh Well, these ghosts must not have hated the new owner or my grandpa said peace out when my dad sold it because the new owner has had many experiences. For starters, he sees a little boy and is convinced that he moves his things around like his keys or other little things. Then he saw a woman dressed in a maid's uniform walking down the maid's stairs right towards him and then disappeared. Due to fire codes, they had to screw the door to the maid's staircase shut. I have no idea why. And after the door would shake and rattle all night, it drove them mad, and they finally unscrewed it, and it never made a peep again. The last one he sees is an older man wearing old work boots. He stands in doorways with the door shut so you can just see the boots under the door. (gasps) He'll stand there for minutes before walking away. One time he was taking down the cement wall that closed one of the tunnels out of curiosity and the man started running at him and then disappeared into him. Oh my god. He stopped trying to open the tunnels up due to the increase in activity. We haven't had any updates recently, but I told my dad that if he gets another call from him, that we need to see those tunnels. Anywho, that's all. If you have questions, let me know. Sorry this was so long. No, Rochelle. (gasps) It was perfect. 
Keep up the good ghouly work, XOXO gossip girl. <laughs> Fucking love her. <laughs> oh, that was so good, Rochelle. Rochelle. Oh, I want to... Mm, I want to go I want to go. <laughs> okay, the man touching the same piece of wood thing. That is really... Fun. I wonder if he still shows up with the new uh, owners. Yes, that is what I was wondering, too. How? Or <gasps> what if he stopped... And then all of a sudden, that's why all this stuff has started to happen again. Oh my god, that's a good point. I don't know, but that's Ooh. that's that's creepy. That is spooky. I hate the the boots. Just seeing boots. Mm-hmm. At the crack like under the door, yes. and then just stand there for minutes, and then walk away like absolutely. Alrighty, Man. we have another Thanks, story. Rochelle. Thanks, Rochelle. You're the best, Rochelle. You're the best, Rochelle. 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 Okay, this one's from V. V, V and B. We got V and B. Okay, so <laughs> V oh says, First off, let me just say how much I love your podcast. I've been binge listening to all of your episodes for a while, and I never get bored. <laughs> oh my god, You're so kind. Thank you so much. <laughs> Anyway, so this story isn't something I experienced. It happened way before I was born. It is the spooky story that I grew up listening to. It's about my grandmother and grandfather. I don't really know if these are scary stories, but these are just two small incidents that still spook me out. My grandma always told me that my grandfather never gets dreams when he slept because whenever he does, it usually comes true the next day. One day, my grandpa had a dream that my grandma's mom, my great-grandmother, dies. The next day, when my grandma tried to wake up her mother, she couldn't wake up. She had died. A few days after she died, my grandpa had another dream where my great-grandma visited him in the form of an Indian deity named Lakshmi. He described that in said dream... When she visited him, he could hear the loud sounds of her anklets. In our culture, the women usually wear anklets with beads that make chiming sounds that you can hear from far away. The same evening, all of the people who lived in that house at the time, which was my grandma, grandpa, grandpa's brother, and his wife, claimed to hear loud anklet noises from upstairs. But when they went upstairs, nothing was there. I guess this story isn't really what you would call scary, but it's creepy to me because you can't mishear the sound of an anklet. Especially as an Indian, it's a very distinguished sound, and plus, my great-grandma wore an anklet when she died. Oh my gosh. That is scary. That is so spooky. And then she says, so that's it for my story. I love you guys. We oh, love you, V. V. Oh my god, this story just gives me chills. Oh my god. That's so crazy. Your grandpa is. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. That is weird. Do you think she was buried with the anklet? Oh, I don't know. Or what, like, I don't know. Oh, that's spooky to think about, though. Oi. Oh god. I can't imagine hearing that noise. And knowing that nobody's up there, that would freak me out. So our last story is from Katie. Katie. And she adds a trigger warning because this story talks about suicide. 
Um, she says, I had something scary happen to me a couple of years ago. It all started in July of 2021. I just moved into my dorm room. Now, my dorm room was not like a typical dorm room. It was more like an apartment. There was the kitchen, living room, two full bathrooms, three single bedrooms, and then one double bedroom. <laughs> I was the first one moving in out of me and the two other girls. The first night I was there alone was not too bad. Everything got worse after the two other girls moved in. Now, these bedrooms were marked by A, B, C, and D. I was in bedroom A, and bedroom B was, let's call her Blake, and then in bedroom C was, let's call her Melissa. I would say right from the start, we started to experience strange things. Almost every morning, Melissa would ask me and Blake if we had knocked on the bathroom door while she was in the shower. Now, I remind you, there were two bathrooms, so if we had to go to the bathroom while she was in the shower, we would have just used the other bathroom. Next, Melissa said she was experiencing drawers opening and closing all by themselves. Mm. Then, by November of that year, we were all experiencing drawers opening and closing by themselves. During October, we wanted to get this motion sensor decoration for, for our dorm room, but at the last minute changed our minds by joking and saying the ghost in the dorm would set it off and scare us all. But deep down, I think we all knew it to be true. We just didn't want to admit it. Mm -hmm. One day in November, me and Blake got done with classes and were eating lunch in the kitchen and living room area. Melissa was not feeling good that morning, so she didn't go to class with us. Me and Blake were talking about going to the mall going to the mall by our school later when we both heard a noise coming from the end of the hallway. At first, we thought it was Melissa coming out of her room, so I looked down the hall to say hi. Instead, I saw this black, shadowy figure standing at the end of the hallway. It looked right at me and then darted into Melissa's room. After that, me and Melissa were always getting sick, and we couldn't figure out why it was just us and not Blake. We also noticed... Whenever we both went home for the weekend, we weren't sick, but as soon as we came back, we were sick again. What? After Christmas, things in the dorm changed. Blake and Melissa were super close and were icing me out, and the environment was just very toxic. By March, I had moved out of that dorm into another one with only one other girl. Let's call her Cece. In April, me and Cece were up late talking one night and I was telling her what I had experienced living in Building 300. We were now living in Building 100. Cece told me that a family friend of hers was attending the same school we were attending and was living on campus like us during the year 2012. Her family friend said that in Building 300, on the fourth floor, a student hung himself in his bedroom, which was Bedroom C, and was found almost a week later. <gasps> Can you guess which floor I was living on in Building 300? If you guessed the fourth floor, you would be right. Cece told me that she didn't know which dorm room it was on, the fourth in Building 300, but we both wondered if it was my dorm that it happened in. After Cece finished telling me this, and then we both went to bed, I was up thinking about it. I believe that I was in the dorm room that the student died in. I believe that student is haunting that dorm, especially whoever lives in bedroom C. 
I believe the only reason he was haunting me was because I saw him and looked right at him. I do want to say that after I moved out of that dorm, I never experienced anything again. And then she says, well, that's it for now. I hope you guys liked hearing my story and read it on your podcast. Also, I just want to say I really enjoy listening to your guys' podcasts. I listen to it when I clean, do dishes, get a shower, <laughs> driving in my car, and before I go to bed. Oh, thank you so much. That's why I was like, I need to read this story before we end because mm-hmm. it's so fucking good and so scary. A, a week? A week? Like, that is horrifying to think about. Imagine you're like you're living there, not knowing any of that, and then you move and you're just like, "Oh, it all makes sense now." My God, <sighs> that is wild. Yeah, I have no words. No words. It creeps me out so much. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, thank you so much, Katie. Thank you for sending that. It was such a spooky story. Thanks for your kind words, too. Yes, you're so sweet. Thank you, everyone. That was... I am very impressed with our listeners. I genuinely think that these were great stories. And I have more, but we're going to save them for next. Part three. Part three. Tres. So, if you want to hear part three soon. Yeah, if you want to hear part three sooner, you better send in your damn listener tales. <laughs> <laughs> listener tales at gmail.com. And we'll get it going. I love listener tales. I don't Me know why. Too. So I just fun. love it. And it is like fun. talking with our friends that we don't know. <laughs> yes. Our, our little spooky our, friends. Our spooky. Our I love clan. it. Yeah. No. Our coven. That's what I was looking for. Oh. Crew. I don't know. Just our our group. <laughs> just just, just shut up. No. But it's really nice hearing from you guys. I know, I love it. Yes. Okay, again, that email is listenertales at gmail.com. Send in your spooky stories. Spooky, Uh scary, creepy, weird. Odd. Oddities. Unexplainable. Even if it's short. Yeah, or we, even yeah. if it's really long, don't yeah. be like, I'm sorry, it's really We long don't long. discriminate. Mm-mm. We want them all. See them. That's right. Yeah. All right, friends. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for joining us on our Listener Tales episode. We love you all so very much. Love you. And hope you have a wonderful week. And remember to always keep, keep it spooky. spooky.